Hey guys, welcome to the Breakdown Podcast. My name is Mary and I am here with Brock and Josh. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Guys. How are you, Mary? We never ask you that question. Well, I appreciate that. I'm doing really good. Oh, I'm good. doing great. Um, you know, I keep hearing these loud rumbling sounds um, coming down from heaven. Are you, oh, I thought maybe you were hungry and needed mm. a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually think that it is because people are working on the roof ahead of us. Oh, so because we're talking about the end times today, you yeah. thought maybe it was a sign or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I so. thought so, but maybe we can clear a little bit of that confusion up okay. today in our so podcast. If you hear sound, it's not, <laughs> it's not the, the end of the world. Of the uh, end of the ages, it's yeah. people working on the roof. Yes, yeah. yeah, so yeah. for those of you listening and you're like, what is that? Um, it is not. It is not time. As far as we know, it is not time right this second. <laughs> um, but it's just people working ahead of us. So thank you for bearing with us on that. If it's your first time on the breakdown, we take a scripture from the weekend teaching at Hope, and we break it down, and we continued our end time series. Um, and so what we're doing is this past weekend, uh, you know, John talked about some of the essentials to the end times. I think there's a lot of theories out there. There's a lot of um, just different ideas about what it's going to look like and um, how things are going to end. And so he took some of those essential things like, hey, you know, we have different opinions about different things, maybe in different conclusions, but these things for sure, we we got it. We're going to go, we're going to uh, stand by these things. And so um, we're going to be taking a scripture from there. And Josh, where are we going with it? Yeah, we're going to look at First uh, Corinthians today, hear a little bit from the Apostle Paul. The end times is a, it's a really interesting thing to talk about. I know that I've been really excited about it. Uh, we've had some conversations with some people. We've been in, in this series two weeks now. Uh, now we're just now getting it to, into it because every now and then we have these Now I Know series. Uh, you want to name any names, Brock? Yeah, there was just somebody named Ben said, are you kidding oh, me? You're talking about ben. the end times. You talked about the Lord's Prayer last week <laughs> instead. Someone hates the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, Ben. <laughs> so we studied extra hard this week for you, Ben. Yes. Uh, but we uh, the thing about the end times is it, it seems like it's just kind of this— um, this this thing in scripture that's kind of shrouded in weirdness. So either people think that it's a really weird thing or they get kind of weirded out when the end times comes up. So I've been looking forward to really digging into this and going, what does God's word say about it? What can we uh, glean from that today? And so, uh, and, but specifically, why does it matter? Why is it important? How does it, uh, why is it important for us today? How does it affect us today and how we are living our lives as Christians? And so uh, we want to look at what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15. But before we dive into that, because the plan here today is we're going to kind of go verse, talk about it a little bit, verse, talk about it a little bit. But what's uh, the important thing that we like to do before we jump on in? What do we talk about? Context. Oh, I thought it was say hello to Brock and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> the, after that, in between the hello okay, okay, and before okay, the verses, okay. right. context, we talk about right, context. context. That makes more sense in this, in this context. Context, that makes more yes. sense. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. I see what you did there. Thank you. That was good. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is quite a hefty chunk of scripture, 50 through 58. So um, Corinthians was a church that was established by Paul. And since then, he's kind of gone on and done other things, but he's getting reports that um, there's not one problem but many problems arising in this church. And we always kind of reference like some of the other letters and how that's just kind of classic. <laughs> like every church, like every letter is a response <laughs> to the church misunderstanding something or something needing to be corrected. But this one has quite a few. And so when you read Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, it's kind of this series of essays where 
Paul is taking this problem or this situation and he's addressing it and just bringing clarity to it, but really specifically clarity through the lens of the gospel. So he just builds everything on our understanding of the gospel and what Jesus did on the cross. So there's all these like things that he's addressing. And the one we're talking about in this specific chapter is the resurrection. Yeah, and it's interesting as you look at chapter 15, it's broken down into like maybe three misunderstandings about the resurrection, like mm -hmm. understanding the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. Understanding the resurrection, the end times resurrection. And then also there's a little confusion. It seems like for some reason, there must've been some weird teaching coming in about what happens to your body. Or what about those that are dead in Christ already? What, what, what's the, so the resurrection body is a big deal. And Paul goes into a lot of intricacy and a lot of detail in 15. And I don't know about you guys, I've, I've read this many times, but as I was reading it this latest time, I thought, where did Paul get all this information? I mean, it's like, it's like, it's not from other sources. And so, but it's interesting as you read verse three of chapter 15, Paul talks about, he's now passing on what he received. And then he starts to talking about some other apostles, about James, the half brother of Jesus and all this kind of stuff. And so it seems like maybe the early church potentially had gotten together and said there were some misunderstandings, which is why we get a lot of the doctrine we have today. And they came back and said, hey, here's some things. Um, to that we've received, and now we're transferring over to you uh, about what we understand about the end times, and specifically about the resurrection. Yeah, some, go ahead. Oh well, uh, something else that I think is really neat about that is typically when we think of end times, I kind of go maybe you go to the minor prophets uh, in the Old Testament. You probably think about like Revelation, things like that. I love that Paul's talking about the end times in First Corinthians. You know, I know he also brings yeah. it up like in Thessalonians, but it's really cool because Paul, who's our like systematic, very pragmatic thinker, uh, theologian, is is um, it's it's really neat to think about this as this significant bookend for Christians. Like this is a significant bookend to the gospel message is this kind of uh, return and all that that entails. I think that's so cool. Yeah, and I was just, I think that that's kind of what prompts that question. It's like, okay, this isn't just out of nowhere. It's not something that he found on the writings of a cave in a wall. Like this is very specifically passed down. I think that's super important. All right, so let's, let's jump into it. Yeah, let's begin with verse 50. And we'll start breaking it down little by little here. So Paul says in verse 50 of 1 Corinthians 15, what I'm saying dear brothers and sisters is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. Yeah, and so it's a weird start because like, okay, what are we? But again, people are concerned about the body, right. the resurrection, about those that have died and those that haven't died. And so Paul just jumps in and says, They're the perishable, what we have now is not a kingdom body. There, it's going to be an, a new body, an imperishable body. Uh, flesh and blood is perishable, but the new kingdom body will not be that way. So it's, it's kind of like he's saying we're going to get this new spiritual body, which is kind of cool. And the body that is going to be part of the resurrection is different than the one that we have, this physical body. It's going to be this new spiritual body. So there's a body that we had that was kind of sown or put into the earth. And then they were going to reap this new spiritual body is kind of what he's after. So he's establishing the resurrection body right now that there's going to be, it's different. Yeah. And a different facet to even that is that the flesh and the blood as it currently is, it's, it won't, it won't be able to enter into heaven. And so there's this need for this new imperishable yes, body. Totally. All right. Verse 51. Yeah. Yeah. Verse 51 then says, but what's it there for? Oh, wait, that yeah, was the wrong. Different, different, different word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. Yeah. So some believers, he's saying, will not experience death. 
uh, and the grave, uh, but all will receive, even if you're, you're currently alive or passed away, all of us will receive a spiritual body. Uh, and so it's weird to think, sometimes we ask, like, what is this spiritual body like? And again, obviously we don't know, but it's not flesh and blood, as Josh mentioned. So I had a professor when I was in grad school that would say, that this new body was kind of, he, he'd always like picture like popcorn. you like, I get this kernel and it <laughs> pops and there's this new beautiful body. And so we can't really understand it, but so we're not, we're going to be like popcorn, but it's going to be this new beautiful body. That'd be really weird. Beautiful. That's going to be tasty. Oh wait, that's probably a little morbid right there. So, but it's going to be, you know, it's going to be this new thing that we can't understand, but it'll be this beautiful body. Yeah. And so, but all will receive it. So Paul's saying, we're all going to get a spiritual body, whether you're dead or alive. Christ comes back, you're going to get this body. I love that he says that, uh, let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. And so in one of the other versions, it says, hey, I'm going to tell you a mystery. And so it's funny because this tends to feel like that kind of like, like, what is, what is it? What are we talking about here? It's a secret, it's a mystery. And so I, I love that Paul even kind of goes, hey, let me tell you about it. Let me, let me tell you about this mystery uh, and, and what it entails. And so then he goes on in verse 52 and he says, it's going to happen in a moment in the blink of an eye when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed. So that change to getting that spiritual body is going to happen instantly. So it's not going to be like in the movies when you see this person kind of transforming and morphing or something like that. It's going to be an instant change and we'll have this body. So it's not something to be uh, spooked about. But one of the things that, at least in my mind, that is fun is to have you know, these party words that you can go to a party and show off your theological knowledge. Mm-hmm. Ooh, party yeah. words. So, yeah, yes. so we, yeah. So has anyone ever done that? Actually gone to a party like, let me share with you some theological words. I think that's a way to kill a party. I've never yeah. been to a party where that's cool. Oh, and I've never <laughs> been to a party. So maybe that descri- Man, what describes a, that. What a group we make. Yeah. So here's a couple party words for you. Ready for this? And so this whole study of the end times, we call it eschatology. Because ology stands for the study of, and eschaton stands for the end of time. So we're studying the end times, especially in Christianity. We're studying death and the end times. And so when you hear someone say eschatology, they're talking about the last days. Okay, so eschatology, it's a cool party word. But um, another word you could use is uh, parousia. Parousia. Yeah, which is just simply means the second coming. And so this is we're talking here about the second coming of Jesus. That, hey, when Jesus comes back, what if I'm, what about my dead loved ones? Will they receive the spiritual body? What about me if I'm left here on earth? And so he's talking about the parousia, the second coming of Jesus, and giving them some hope that we're all going to get this spiritual body. So it's kind of kind of cool. It's like it's like um, you remember when Oprah uh, would would hand out stuff <laughs> yeah. like you get a car, you get a car. <laughs> this is Paul saying you get a new spiritual body, you get a new spiritual body. Everybody gets a spiritual body. We're all winners. We get spiritual bodies. This oh, is so man. exciting. He wasn't quite as popular as Oprah, though, probably. Well, his TV show had bad ratings, so I think uh, they got canceled after a while. So <laughs> that's yeah. really funny. Yeah, I love that um, that Paul is also being so specific about something that is so odd and kind of weird, right? And uh, and I I think it's really neat because this is just I mean he even uses the word mystery earlier. This is just one of those things where you can get really caught up in the weeds and go, you know, is this uh, literal? Is this metaphorical? Like it's prof it's prophetic so it hasn't really happened yet so there's nothing to really look back on and things like that and yet i love how specific he's even getting right and so then when we get to 53 he's even reiterating what he just said he said for our for our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die because what did he say flesh and blood won't do it you need a new body this has to happen the transformed bodies uh, that will never die our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Yeah, and I think there's even a little hope here 
jumping back up to first, uh, verse 52, it talks about this loud trumpet blast that will occur. So I don't know if there's actually going to be, you know, somebody. So, yeah, that'd be cool. To say, <laughs> do, 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 somebody playing a trumpet. But it, it's, it's almost this idea of being conveyed like there needs to be no fear about this because there's going to be a trumpet blast that everyone will hear. And there's hope. You don't have to worry about are you going to get a spiritual body or not if you follow Christ, whether you're dead or alive. And so it seems to be the trumpet blast idea was kind of alive and well in the Jewish mindset that this was the sign of a, a something ending or something culminating. And so if you wanted to read in Matthew 24, uh, verse 31, there's the idea of the elect being called by a trumpet blast. So there's a lot of hope in that, that they're going to be called. And pa Paul's other big writing about the end times is in First Thessalonians. Uh, and so in First Thessalonians uh, 4.16, he talks about how the dead in Christ will rise and there will be this um, instant spiritual body and there'll be this trumpet blast. And so this kind of this is you're hearing these things, if you're in that audience, you know, that culture, you're kind of thinking, oh, there's comfort. We're all going to hear that. Boy, there's hope. I don't have to worry if I'm going to get a spiritual body or not because we all get spiritual bodies. And so there's a lot of hope that's being conveyed here by Paul because they're worried about what's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to my loved ones? What's going to happen when Jesus comes? Am I going to miss it? And so Paul's just He's preaching a little hope here with some specifics about what they were teaching in the early church. And it's a cool. very like present hope too, because there are people like maybe now you're listening and you're like, that's nice for then, but our bodies are like, you know, things aren't, our bodies aren't like we're, we're decaying. Like we get older, like our, our joints, like some of you guys are listening now and you're like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, because over time so that it's not just hope for the future, it's hope like knowing like, okay, whatever situation I'm in, like, even if it gets worse for me, and even if my body is breaking down, like there is, I am going to get a new, a new body. And so it doesn't matter what happens to me here and now, I have a hope for the future. Yeah. Was, I that, don't, was that a little bit of a shot at old people? I think it was. Mary, Mary was giving yeah. that. Uh, well, yeah. you know, I was more shot at myself because oh, okay, I'm okay. only 29, but I'm <laughs> okay. breaking down. Right. So I don't, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if you've experienced this yet, but I, it seems like right around 35 is when the, like the mortality of your physical body really starts setting in. <laughs> and so- uh, I feel so like that, mine happened when I was about 17 or 18. <laughs> so I don't man. know what's wrong with me. Wow. <laughs> but again, there's a lot of hope in even in that yes. idea that Paul yeah. is saying the mortal body, it's got some problems. Yes. It's going to decay. It's going to get to where it can. It's going to die. But this new spiritual body, actually death is destroyed yeah. right. because this new Eternal. spiritual body is immortal. It's never going to die. And so here comes all of a sudden- this more hope like, hey, because you're following Jesus, now here's this promise, you're gonna get this spiritual body. It's gonna be instant, you're not gonna morph, it's not gonna be weird, but there'll be no more death. Right. Yes. And so like, man, it's this is a hope-filled little section about it the is. end times yeah. here, about the their parousia. How funny would it be if like an archangel came out playing a saxophone or something? And then Paul was Instead like, of a trumpet. Oh, oh man. man, I thought it was a trumpet. I messed <laughs> up, I messed up. <laughs> Wrong instrument. Um, yeah. But anyway, this idea of a trumpet, like victory, you know, like this and this transformation that we're looking forward to. Uh, Mary, do you want to read verse 54? Yes. You want to give us a little Let's do it. Mary voice on it? Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, the scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Mm, that's awesome. But it's, it's, this is where he's talking about the body being immortal. And now he goes back and he quotes from the prophet Isaiah. And Isaiah is a pretty cool prophet because obviously the, the Jewish people were experiencing some idolatry, walking away from the Torah and all this stuff. And so he speaks a lot about there's hope of this Messiah coming. And so one of the hopes for the people is that they return to Christ 
And Isaiah says, death is going to be swallowed up in victory. So he's actually quoting Isaiah, fulfilling prophecy here, that because of what Jesus did, because of this new imperishable body, death is going to be swallowed up and have no more power at all. I mean, it can't do anything to you anymore because your body's been transformed. It's not perishable. It's free from death. And so this is God's promise to his people uh, and the Messiah, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And that that second part, that, oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Uh, is being quoted from Hosea, which I think is such an interesting uh, book of the Old Testament to quote from in this context, because we know uh, that is a story, uh, regardless of um, maybe the like historicity behind it. Is that, if that's not a word, I just made it up. No, but, it's a word. But man, it's a, that is a story about faithfulness and endurance and like uh, undying affection and love and things like that. And so it's really cool that, that Paul's ha- he has a callback to that book about going like, hey, death doesn't have the victory. God's got the victory. You know, death doesn't sting us anymore because, uh, because this, these, trans- these transformed bodies are now immortal. Uh, it's, such a, it's such an awesome um, callback to the Old Testament. So then Paul goes on to, to verse 56. So he kind of continues this. Uh, a little bit by saying, for sin, it, uh, for sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. So power of sin is in the law. So sin brought, so sin brought us under death's power, and the law gives sin its power because it shows us what sin is. And then now because of what Jesus, all that's destroyed because he's taking, not like he's destroying the law, but he's fulfilling the law, and it's in the power of that sin to cause death has lost all its power. So there's a lot of hope in that too. Like, oh my God, there's just a lot of rejoicing that's going on in here. Right. Like, man, death is going to have no more power. I'm going to have this immortal body. I'm going to be like popcorn. Yeah. This is incredible. You are feeling really good after hearing <laughs> this story because you've probably freaked out about yeah. the end yeah. times. Even death itself, like as a rule, you die and you stay dead, right? Yep. And so here comes Jesus and he, and he turns that on his head. He dies and then his resurrection overcomes like all the stuff that we used to know. So how even cool and comforting is that to know that the thing that would cause us fear, so the end or whatever, is is actually being turned on its head uh, into a time of rejoicing, a time of celebration. Right, Which Mary, really flows into 57. 57, Mary, yeah. yeah, Mary's a little concerned about moving the next verse. She just gave us the look. So that's for 57 just, and 58. I was 58. just so excited yeah. about it because yeah. it is a great continuation. Okay. And it says, but thank God. Yes. Which is exactly what we're kind of saying. That's our response Praise to that yeah. 56. Um, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it really is like kind of this continuum of that thought of like, hey, like that we have victory over this. So he's just building. Like, yep. it's just like, yep. you, you feel that in almost all our episodes. It's like this built out like um, solution and, um, ex, you know, expl- explanation of it. And so, so great. And then in 58 it says, so I or, love or, this. Or could say therefore. Or there, what's it there yeah, for? Like here's all this hope. Therefore, there with all this hope. Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like you can't read 58 without knowing all this other stuff because it's like such a huge part of it. But 58 says this. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Lots of hope. And it ends with the keep going because there's so much hope in Jesus. Mary. At this moment, sometimes there's a befuddlement, sometimes there's a conundrum, but it feels like as we were preparing, you were perplexed a little bit. There was a perplexity going there was on a in look your brain. In your eye. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm almost always perplexed. Okay. <laughs> um, but 58, I mean, really ending ending here on 58, that like without 58, I'm perplexed. Okay. With 58, 
I feel like, okay, like I get this. And I think so often, uh, I'll, I'll admit, I'm one of the people when I heard the End Time series, I was like, oh, awesome. I'm so excited for that <laughs> because there is the fear around it. There is a just kind of like, well, what does that mean? And what, why does that affect my life now? And so I think there's kind of, we always have this feeling, or at least I, sorry, not we, but I always have this feeling of like, I don't want to know it unless it applies to my life and I can do something about it. So we have this kind of focus on what we do and and the expectations of how we're supposed to live our lives. And so I love that Paul kind of in 58 kind of like rounds it out. And he's like, you know what? Like knowing all of this, knowing therefore, you know, so knowing all of this, here's what you can do now. And I think that whenever it comes to these end times conversations, things that will happen maybe in our lifetime, maybe not, but eventually, you know, like things with a lot of clouded mystery almost, which I feel like he speaks really with a lot of clarity. So that one helps. But with anything that has a little bit of that cloudiness and a kind of out of my reach, out of my control, it's so good to hear that practical, be strong and immovable. Like right now you can be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord for you know nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. And I just love that. And I think that helps my per- my perplexity. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, how did you guys approach the end times? Were you like, oh yes, I'm so excited this for is, this? This is such a great example of how people are weird. Their interpretations are weird. Their opinions are mm-hmm. weird. Like the world is just kind of weird and wonky, but God's not, and his word is not. Like when you really look at it for what it is, man, it's so hopeful. It's so encouraging. So much it's hope. so helpful, you know? And so for him to wrap this up in such a uh, encouraging way of like, hey, remain steadfast, remain immovable, you know, always abound in God's work. That's so, that's such an awesome like little bow to tie. And so if you have worried about your pe- loved ones that have died, um, there's hope. If you're worried about you, there's hope. I mean, and I've even had people ask like, well, what happens if someone was cremated and their body couldn't be resurrected? Like, you know, I, I feel like Jesus is saying, hey, that old body's gone. Yeah. There has to be this new spiritual body. So that's available to all people. Everybody gets a body. Yeah. And so I think there's just a lot of hope in this that as we keep walking forth, Jesus is in control and we're going to be with him and death is going to be ultimately soundly completely defeated so which is good. cool. And yeah. every day gets to be a reminder of that for us, right? Yeah. It's That's not so like good. we have to wait for it. It's we get it like now as we wait for it. Yeah. It's such a neat opportunity. Yeah, so as you're listening, maybe you're like me and you approached it in a little bit of a way that's like, wait, what is this about? Hopefully you got some more clarity about it. Like as we look into God's word, we find that clarity, but be encouraged. Um, I think I kind of walk away from this thinking, man, this life is temporary. My body's temporary. My situation's temporary. This is temporary. God has a plan beyond that and he is in control. I think that's how I walk away from this. I feel like, wow, that really brought a lot of clarity, a lot of hope. And so be encouraged um, and join us for next week because we're going to continue the end time series. We're not not gonna pop in and now I know yet. Now I know episode will be coming in the future, but we're gonna continue building on this for those of you who just wanna know more and kind of have more of an understanding. On a final note, I can't wait for my resurrection body. I'm gonna have a flowing mane of hair. (laughs) And a blue Camaro. Yes. No comment. Mary's done. (laughs) Enough said. I'm just picturing you with like a flowing mane of hair right now and it just doesn't feel right. I'm going to be on a a horse riding. It's going to be incredible. Thank you for that mental image. The (laughs) The mental image, so good. We'll leave you with that mental image. (laughs) Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week for The Breakdown. Bye. 
Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Breakdown. You know, it's our hope that you've learned something new about God's Word for the sake of knowing God and taking one step in your journey to the center of God's purpose for your life. If you're wanting to keep the discovering going, which we hope you are, you can check out past episodes at hopefellowship.net slash podcasts or by searching The Breakdown on Spotify or any other streaming platform. And don't forget, please leave us a review. We'll see you guys next time for another episode of The Breakdown. <music>